It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome in to the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me as per usual, I do have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam back, back with us again. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Happy New Year's, and uh, yeah, sorry for the hiatus over Christmas. It's uh, it's always the worst time to be um, trying to do a podcast when you're driving all <laughs> over the state of Wisconsin, literally from the top to the bottom passed into minnesota duluth side and then back down and then to chicago and then back home it's uh it's 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 a pain and i know i think we tried it one time did we try it one time over christmas where we tried to do a podcast where i sat in like the cab of my truck or something like that (laughs) we probably did that one year i'm trying to think what year that was yeah Uh, we have also investigated ways of having you appear by phone a couple times we i don't think we've ever actually done that we're like forget it we're just we're just gonna move on well, it's good. It's good to be back. You know, it's yeah. been a couple of weeks, and the Packers might be in the playoffs. Even though I <laughs> told everyone we need to start playing Jordan Love five I weeks ago. I don't. I still don't think that was the wrong call. I just don't. But yeah, it, it, it was like that thing when they hired Luke Fickle uh, uh, over that uh, UW, and it was like you can be happy about that, mad about the other thing, and mad about the other thing. It's okay to be right about three things or you could be a vikings time. fan and just be mad about everything at all times oh my god yeah. the copium is unbelievable okay avatar off the scale yeah we'll go into more of that but uh, we do also have uh joshua barnett joining us uh, hello. hello josh uh if we just just to talk packers and a couple draft picks we're already in the mindset of looking at uh some film we've got a couple guys we've kind of liked here but still um we, we want to make sure that we cover this as well, that you can follow the show on Twitter. We want to make sure everybody understands that. Everybody knows that. Everybody does that because you can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod, and you can follow me, this voice here, in writing uh, you know, on Twitter. And it would be at NotSoHumbleHost. Aaron, where do people find you? You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John. I've been active tonight uh, with some of the other stuff. Uh, the unfortunate yeah. events that happened during the Bengals-Buffalo game happened just before our recording tonight. Right. And, and Skip Bayless is an idiot, and he <laughs> might finally get fired. We'll see. Uh, and going around the table again, Josh, where are you? Uh, you can find me at, at Josh Barnes 66 on Twitter. Perfect. And, yes, as Aaron just mentioned, we're recording right after the events of Tamar uh, Hamlin, uh, being taken to the hospital. We uh, understand his mother went with him in the ambulance. Uh, last I heard, he was intubated and in critical condition, uh, hoping he, he pulls through this. Uh, hope to God he's able to you know, have a normal life after this. I don't know what happened. Uh, I could only guess. Uh, it, was, it, it didn't look like much, right? No, it was a very, it was a very um, normal-looking hit. Stood up uh, and kind of the thing the thing that Tua did earlier this year with the hands up in front of the face fall down um there's another player that did it a couple years ago too but this one was a little bit different and it got real weird real quick because um got real weird real quick because a lot of the players were crying Josh Allen and Josh Allen looked like he was you couldn't you you can't describe it and Bill's players were crying some couldn't even watch and uh, after about the second break, Joe Buck came back and said that they've been performing CPR on him on the field. Ugh. And uh, to in the front credit of, his mom. of yeah, yeah, in front of his mom and to the credit of the Cincinnati fans and to the credit of Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman, they I think they showed the replay once, which I mean, that's the only reason why I know what even happened. Just the fact that it wasn't a, a horrific looking hit. It wasn't no. um, like Knox from the Bears who got literally broken in half about what was Mark Rivaro way back in uh was it the 89 yeah. season or he broke yeah. his leg on live TV or Joe Theismann or anything like that like yeah mm-hmm. they didn't or even like when Mike Utley broke his neck too you know like it, it was it was a very different situation and uh it was is very shocking uh because as they've said as they said uh, live on TV um there's no playbook for this and right. to the credit of Zach Thomas or Zach Taylor Zach Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor, the head yeah. coach of the, the Bengals, yeah. he he walked across because they were given five minutes after he was carted, after he was ambulanced out. 
uh, five minutes to wire him up and uh, all the Bills players weren't moving on their side. Joe Burrow was throwing over on the Cincinnati side and uh, uh, Taylor walked across the field to McDermott and, um, you know, said what's going on here, you know, like, let's do this. And, and to his credit, it just said, you do what you got. You could see him say, you do what you got to do, man. And, or something to that effect. And McDermott took him off the field and yeah, it was, and then Taylor half went an hour, to half the an hour of Adam too. Schefter trying to fill airtime, which was uncomfortable along with Booger and Susie, but yeah. um, no, in the end, the NFL made the right decision and some will say that they took too long and I, I don't care as long as they came to the right decision and not the wrong decision. That was scary. Like that's yeah. it, it, nothing's ever been like that before. Like I said, when Knox got hurt, that was horrific. That was a horrific hit. People getting blasted with helmets flying. Robert Brooks took a hit when we were kids. That was unbelievable that yeah. I, I can't believe he stood up from, you know, um, but just, this one was weird and different and you could tell because Joe Buck had nothing to say. Yeah. So, cause usually Joe Buck, Joe Buck is one of the best people at vamping. So, um, yeah. and just filling, filling the time, like with what's going on, um, minor, but yeah, nobody wanted to talk about the game cause nobody wanted the game to keep happening. So, I mean, like right. there's nothing to vamp about if you don't think you should be compl- continuing to play this game. So yeah, no, Wishing him the so, best, uh, his family the best, the Bills yeah. the best. Um, and obviously everybody who sat through that and had to see all that. It, yeah, the 60,000 people that watch a man die and have to be resuscitated on the field today in yeah, Cincinnati. Kept alive. That's the thing I've seen a lot. That's horrific. It's horrific. Yeah. Horrific. And with that, everybody, we're going to go into yeah. all the other things um, because this is the time to put a break and uh, yeah. move on to the things that we want to talk about more here. So we're going to move on, and we will talk about everything else in the segment that we like to call our main event starting things off with the main event main event is packers uh <laughs> i don't know what to do. they're an eight and eight team now and essentially in a playing game though not technically yet because i mean i guess it's playing for the packers regardless but right. if seattle wins which at this point Seattle's a noon game, I believe. Yes. And the Packers mm-hmm. are the Sunday night game, which means the Packers, well, the Lions could already know that they're eliminated by the time the game happens. In all honesty, that doesn't actually mean anything. The Lions want to win. They want to be a winning team. They want to be a 9-8 and eight team. They want to beat the Packers. They're not going to rest anybody. They're not going to be any less motivated by knowing they can't go to the playoffs. So that should I- die right now. Don't do that garbage i mean you take some I did, mental I, I saw a tweet like, earlier geez. and i don't even know who to credit it to but it was basically a dan campbell team is probably more dangerous when they don't have anything to play for than when they have something to play for yeah it's probably accurate yeah <laughs> yeah they don't worry if they're injured they're not gonna worry about being injured if this you know there's no game next week we're gonna do everything now yep. got it all in the field like okay so, I don't know. It's weird that they, it's weird that they flex that one of the sunday night game i thought for sure the jacksonville um right Titans game would have been Sunday night, but yeah, I would have thought that. But. Rogers, Rogers is the ticket man. People are going to show up to see if Rogers can do it, man. That's why they did it. I, you know, that that was kind of the speculation is that it would be even if Detroit, because Detroit could be like you said, eliminated from playoff contention by that point. But man, there are, um, there are three money makers in this league. There are three big money makers in this league. It's Dallas, it's Pittsburgh, it's Green Bay. Yes, and yesterday's Vikings Packers game by default was almost a nationally televised game because <laughs> if you looked at the coverage map there was only a couple pockets in california that covered that carried the uh um chargers yeah chargers, yeah, rams. chargers, chargers rams. rams yeah, yeah chargers rams game that game was which worthless. you'd expect is california but basically it was the la market and the um and the oh and the bend oregon market where you know herbert's from Otherwise, like most of California didn't have that game on. So it was a national game. <laughs> it was intense. It was great. Mason Crosby had the greatest play of the year up to this 56 point. 56 yards in the cold. Yeah, against a team who has had nothing but field goal hell. Yeah. <laughs> Except for a couple of weeks ago when Joseph hit that 61-yarder to walk off. But uh, otherwise, I mean, all the problems that the, the Vikings have ever had with uh, kicking field goals and stuff like that. The game starts off a disaster with a blocked punt and right off the bat. I mean, we are still coming back from Chicago, so I caught the first part on the radio, and, and Larry is saying, uh, well, Rick Passaccia and the special teams are going to have to do a big part in this game today, otherwise it's going to go bad. And <laughs> within five minutes, blocked punt, one-yard line. And, um, yeah, no, that was uh, – uh, you know, that one was fun, and uh, it caused a lot of stir. So 
Uh, again, I, I'm not surprised. And actually, it, Detroit should be happy that they're playing the Packers because now they're going to be on a Sunday night football game. Right. Vikings had a lead for 13 minutes or 13 seconds, pardon me, in this game, which is as long as it took to kick a ball off and allow Nixon to return the entire way. 105 yards to take the lead. The Vikings, like you said, get the block punt, feeling great, could not score, lose their backup center to, I believe, a broken femur. That's yeah, bad. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, fibula. Fibula. fibula you're bone. right. Fibula. Small bone. Small bone underneath. Yeah. yeah no, tibula femur, and fibula. That's, yeah, yeah. Femur, that's femur would be the big one. You're right. Fibula. Um, but yeah. But he's gone. He, like, he's gone for the rest of the year. Yeah, he, yeah. He's not coming back for the playoffs or anything. Bradbury's got a back. So they were down to a third center who had not taken. He had taken reps in preseason, but not in a regular season game ever mm-hmm. uh, at center. And right. so, yeah. Um, they get out the 3 nothing lead. The Packers then score a, a tight 41 straight points. And right, Pro- proper forty-one straight points. Yeah, yeah, complete domination. I mean, the best part was being up fourteen-three without the offense having actually positive yards yet, right? <laughs> yeah, we had negative we... one-yard rush passing. Right. Yeah, sixteen-yard sack and a fifteen-yard pass. That was yeah. They were negative fifteen yards passing with a with a um, eleven-point lead at one point. So it was amazing. Um, the best part about the best part about that Nixon return too was they they had that low-angle uh, cable camera. Yeah, right right behind Joseph, which. About the only time you can keep it on the ground the whole time is during a kickoff because there's not going to be a pass up in the air or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? And so the best part about that, in that frame, you can watch Joseph kick it off, start to trundle yeah. down the field, and he's in the frame the whole time. And then <laughs> his weak-ass attempt at a tackle as Nixon goes barreling by him at about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I love Nixon after the game. His his interview was, what did you see on that kickoff? I'll let you know. He's like, the kicker. I saw the kicker. And then I passed him, and it was just party. I was like, that's "Oh, so you great. can see there's a couple there's a couple pictures on Twitter from that end zone. Uh, mm-hmm. What would that be? The south end zone? Like, there's a a ten yard wide canyon. Like, as he's taking off to run, and that's what he's aiming for. It was it was unbelievable. And I, what I couldn't get over, and I mean, I'm not surprised because special teams in this yeah. uh, organization has been on the back burner for since uh, Fitz Shermer died. Um, is that that's the first kickoff return for a touchdown since? Um, Cobb did it in like 2011, something like that. It's the it was first like return 11 of, years. First return of any sort since 2014 when Micah Hyde had one against the Lions. It was a punt right. return, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, just about everything went wrong for the Vikings, and I, I I loved the the couple excuses were terrible. The first one was people were saying because I like listening to the other teams in our division. I listen to Bears radio. I listen to Vikings radio. The biggest one that's going around Twitter and radio was. Well, the team wasn't really up for it. And good for you. K-Fan was shutting this down because, by the way, the Vikings already knew Philadelphia had lost when they started this game. They could have been the one seed. They would have been tied for the one seed. They would have lost the tiebreaker. But with a week to go, they would have been tied for the one seed. And in losing and then the 49ers winning, the Vikings cannot be the one seed and now are currently sitting in the third seed and will have Mm -hmm. to most likely at this point, if things don't change, uh, would have to play the Giants. If San Francisco can beat the Arizona Cardinals, then the Vikings will be playing the Giants. That's, that's, that's all it'll take. And the copium that goes with that one is, oh, well, this is a win for the Vikings because now we get to play the Giants, which is a more favorable matchup at home. And it's like, you could have had no game in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's or the Packers the, or Lions. The, the ridiculous, the ridiculous thought that oh, don't worry, this loss doesn't mean anything. We're already in the playoffs, and we'd rather be the three seed anyways. None of them said it, it meant nothing because nobody. I saw that on I saw that on Twitter in a couple Did of places. You? That's yeah, I saw that one was oh, this isn't that bad. We'd rather be the third seed than the second seed anyways because the Giants are a more favorable matchup, and it's like <laughs> you people are. And I say you people when referring to Vikings fans, very very. Dis- I'm saying that intentionally. I'm I'm not mincing you words. You people. No. Uh, the other fun conspiracy theory, Josh. You heard this one, right? They watered the turf. Yeah. Watered the field, yeah. They watered the field specifically to slow down. Every... It's so dumb. Um, the press conference today, uh, very clearly, uh, O'Connell, O'Donnell, uh, O'Donnell, or whatever. Yeah. He he KOC, yep. came out and said, uh, "Yeah, our equipment guy said uh, you should all put on the uh, seven uh, seven cleats and uh, put those on because the turf conditions are, you know, it's a little wet out there. It's been cold. Um, it's a great field, but they're like, yeah, you should put on the seven cleats. And the players said, 
no, we don't want to. And he said, well, you can't really make him do that. Yes, you can. You're the coach. Yeah, you can. Yeah, <laughs> no. At least he told him that, like, it happened and it was a player's choice to, you know, fall. Well, and as as Sam Cuffle from the CBS uh, CBS 56 in Milwaukee, she's the weather person down there, pointed out she's a she's a hardcore. She came from W-A-O-W up in uh, oh, yeah. uh, Wausau. That's, yeah, that was her first yeah, yeah. gig before she got moved back down. And uh, she pointed out that in Green Bay, between the freezing rain and everything else, it's like, there's... That's what it is. And I swear to God, if that's the Vikings' reason for why they lost the game was the turf, there was a whole Reddit thing on how the Packers intentionally made them feel bad, which they also had to play on, by the way. Yeah, if that's what you're going to use for an excuse, good luck with the manslaughter that's going to happen in Soldier Field next week oh, where you'll actually play on a bad surface. Are they so, at Soldier Field or are they at home? I thought they were at home. Either way. I don't, I don't know. care. No, they're in Chicago. You're right. They're You're in right. Chicago. Yeah, you nailed yeah, it. Soldier Field awesome. next week. Yeah. Oh, and that <laughs> that's, that's also field. another hot rumor is that the NFL hates the Vikings and made them play two games on the road to end the season. The Packers got two games at home to end the season. Started with like three games on the road to start the season. So we're so bad. Right. <laughs> Kirk Cousins throws three picks and fumbles on one of the best strip sacks. Like Kenny Clark just reach out, bats the ball down, just, and then falls on it. It like ball wasn't I even back. He just walks in and just knocks it out of his hands and fell on it. That's the best I've just, seen Kenny Clark play this year. Yeah. Just just B slaps it out of his hand too. Just <laughs> give me that. And then just jumps on it like Yeah. It was no, weird. No. Like he he like he even took like if you watch the play, there's like a mm-hmm. one one hundredth of a second where they actually stop and look at each other. <laughs> and then Kenny Clark smacks it out of his hand and takes it away from him. And Kirk Cousins just like, sure, whatever. Uh, this game's done. It was done. Yeah. yeah. So the well, yeah, go ahead. I guess some of the Vikings were already talking about like, oh, maybe we should just rest everybody next week and get ready for or like you don't want to have a two seed because, in all honesty, I guess it's fair because San Francisco's not losing. But how do you justify to your players like, hey guys, it's just not going to happen? Yeah. You know, like, okay. <laughs> They're, they're on well, a loser bad mentality. Street. Loser mentality, and they, they, Adam Thielen, who did absolutely was nothing, was bad. was bad when he was barely covered. Um, was on KFan this morning on the power trip, um, which I told a uh, friend of the show Pete Owen that I would not talk about that anymore. But I feel it's relevant this week, yeah, because they just played them. That's a specific and game. actually, Power Trip did a pretty good job of toning it down, and even Ben Lieber, who had some disparaging comments on twitter after the game he was a little bit more toned down this morning because he was like yeah he's like you know and, and he was much more toned down than his comments were after the game he was so but mad. they had him on and they even asked him about that like and Thielen had no answers none as to why him and kj couldn't get open he basically said yeah they bracketed jj and they shut us down like it's like, Which is exactly is... what happened, you know, and and there was other plays, too, that was, uh, you know, they pointed out on the broadcast when Preston Smith dropped back with J.J. on a uh, Justin Jefferson on a on a um, yeah, like a hook third girl. quarter play on a yeah. down and out, just a simple out pattern. Right. And yeah, he had flats. Yeah. Cousin. Yeah. Cousins should have identified that because it was him and Preston Smith between him and the end zone. But at that point, they were rattled. Everyone was rattled like they they rattled. The Vikings, mm-hmm. and uh, unlike the Dallas Cowboys, who went into uh, who they lost to at Dallas in convincing fashion a couple weeks back, yeah. and then Philadelphia earlier in the year, which what was it? They lost all four games by a combined like hundred points or some yeah. odd. Vikings like currently that. well they're, being they're, twelve they're and 19. four. Yes, you got it. Go ahead, there. Your point differential is negative nineteen yes. as a twelve and twelve and four team. Yeah, it's crazy. As, which is unbelievable. And it's they had a plus of. five going into the week, but then they got blown out. <laughs> and it's um and, and I mean, and it's it was easy for them to explain away Dallas at Dallas. It was easy to oh. explain away Philadelphia, I think, in it's, Minneapolis. They said but they lost one, to Dallas because Dallas was so mad from losing to such a terrible loser team as Green Bay, which yeah, now they've done. So they're gonna come right. back next week with a vengeance, right? For losing to such a terrible loser team. Right, and then I, 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 it, this is great. Like, it, like every, it was, it was, it was the Viking fan bingo card today. Like, everything, yes. refs were on the board. Uh, NFL wants the Packers in the playoffs, which they do, but we don't talk about that. We no, I mean they're not doing anything about it. It just they do want the, they want the Steelers in the playoffs. They want the Cowboys in the playoffs. They would yeah. love nothing more than another Packers 
or a, a Packers Steelers uh, Super Bowl or a Dallas Steelers Super Bowl. If Anyways. the Chargers could, pl- no, no, yeah, no, they would have like the Chargers versus the Steelers in the AFC Championship and the Bears and Packers in the other, and it'd be like, per- no, you know what, Steelers Jets, Steelers Jets, and then Packers Bears. It would be the greatest ever, and then Steelers Packers Super Bowl. That's what they would mm-hmm. set up if they could set it up. But, I'd argue. I'd argue the Chiefs are getting up there now too. They've got a pretty yeah. good fan base. They've got they the entire middle. Of the, they got a, the middle of the country. Anyways, but uh, yeah, no, they hit. They hit the the Vikings fans were hitting all the bingo card scores today for what Vikings fans say when they're trying to explain away a terrible loss, especially to the Packers. Yeah. And my favorite one is they. It didn't matter. Maybe, but they could have been sitting in first. Well, in second, I, I guess right. right now. We've just talked about that. Yeah, they, they, they know could that. be in line for. I mean, Philadelphia is in in trouble. Jalen Hurts is really hurt, and Gardner Minshew got exposed yesterday. Mm-hmm. As your brother Dan will tell you, as you hand him <laughs> the trophy yeah. for our fantasy football league tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't. And yeah, and, I'll and get then the he ready, somehow maybe. picked up Daniel Jones off the scrap heap, who decided to throw up a forty burger. <laughs> Which counteracted my Jacksonville defense forty burger, and then this is good. All of Garden Minshew's <laughs> points went to his wide receiver. That was frustrating. How many points I ended up scoring? I don't know. Did I score one hundred and fifty? That was. I'm not oh, sure. So, All I know is talk, talk about the Packer game. I want to go right uh, yeah, the best parts. They had some good play on special teams. The idea that well, the Packers needed to double team JJ. Like, oh yeah, he didn't. He wasn't really in man because he had helps. Or, does anybody know how a defense works? If you run a cover two man, you're in man, and there's a safety over top. Because what's his name again? He's the safety. Safety. He's the last guy. He's there on the running play. Did you mean like, oh man, Minnesota. safety was there in case there was a running play? Minnesota's defense so bad they don't know what a safety is. Right. Um, this is the 25th DVOA team. This will be uh, one of the three worst teams in DVOA to ever make a playoff. It's crazy to think about that. Um, but also, like, the idea that he had a safety over top, you know, like in the same regard that Adam Thielen had a safety over the top. They were bracketing mm-hmm. Adam Thielen. And they had Rasul on him, but Rasul had safety help. Of course he did. That's how a defense works. They weren't playing zero all game. No team does that. Not a no. winning what a team. Dumb thing to say. And Lieber was on that hard after the game, and then had to he back was, off. He it. really walked that one a, back this morning, though. He walked that back because I think a professional he knows, football I, player. He knows this. He yes, and a, defense. a defensive player yes. who's a friend of Brett Favre's. Right. Or, uh, not Brett Favre. Sorry, that was terrible. Uh, of Aaron Rodgers, who he talks with after every Packer game because they're friendly to each other. And I know he they knows played this. against each he other. He was mad. And yeah. he was just mad. He shouldn't he have posted at the it. Time. Yeah, D- no, they played him perfect. They took away JJ and said, score with anybody else. And he <laughs> was the first one to point out this morning that there was a early play where TJ Hawkinson got free against that, and he dropped a pass. He did. Had he not yeah. dropped that pass, that might have changed everything for the whole day because then the Packers might have went, mm, maybe this isn't going to work. But he dropped it instead. And then a couple plays later, I said to Holly, this would be a good time for a pick six. And Savage got a pick six and look at him go and look at him go. He could go all the way 75 yards. And then and and then on top of it, the Vikings had 10 men on the field on one play and 12 (laughs) men on the field on another play. And their entire second half. Yeah, I I don't care. Like, oh, we're just running out the third stringers at this point. You weren't running. out. No, you had Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson still on the field. And Thielen and Hawkinson. Yeah. And Hawkinson in the fourth quarter. Don't tell me you're running out the third stringers. You're running out third stringers because you've ran out of people. The third stringers are the guys who scored your touchdowns. And you got <laughs> and you got lucky. You got lucky on the first part of the season because you guys had no injuries. That's what happened. You had zero injuries. The Vikings had were anti injury bug. They 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 had nobody on their injury reserve lift list into week eight. I and now they're going to be on their third center. They're going to be without, right. possibly without their right tackle. O'Neal is injured and probably not going to play this next week. Yeah. And, I mean, they can rest him. They, they and should. they're shallow. And you know what? If you're yeah. a really good team, you can overcome that. I'm not. I'm not going to bring up the Packers' last Super Bowl, but here we go. They were 17 people on the injured reserve yep. going into the Super Bowl and still won, including Jermichael Finley, who was a huge part of their offense. James and Starks is a backup running back. Yeah, I mean, just like that's that's how it happens, you know. I mean, right now we got um, uh, Tom still out there playing offensive line right. because 
because we still can't get that back has been Bakhtiari has been gone for almost two years and we just yeah. finally got him back and he shut down whiny baby Zadarius uh, Zadarius uh, has been playing injured this last couple of weeks that's well, actually yeah. one of the things that's hurting him too is he's had I think a half sack in the last month also he's a D-bag it's, it's weak I mean like <laughs> I don't want to go yeah. after him because I did love what Zadarius did while he was here oh, yeah. I think he's a fantastic player um, he was hurt. Josh he is wrong. He did go. He did go. Greg Jennings on the bed on the it way was out weird. Of here too. Like, well, he it was weird. To shake like, hands. he could have just went. He could have just went. Hey, thanks for reviving my career. I'm going to go play for your division rivals now and kick your butt. But you know, thanks we for helping me out. Nobody but cared. We just, all wished him well. On a side yeah, note, exactly. I also called the Keyshawn Nixon um, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And but he uh, he did refuse yeah, to shake hands with the Packers push before the, the right, coin exactly. toss. Like, yeah. First one in the his, tunnel. His, his stat line was zero tackles, zero assists, zero sacks, zero handshakes given to the Packers at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and and then on top of it too, like the, the calling the calling the Vikings into question. Yeah, okay, so you lost to Philly in bad fashion. You lost to Cowboys. Now you lost to a team that was that was five and eight, yeah. and or four and eight. Excuse four and eight. Excuse me. And are coming back, and who you were told we were told were were done, and and now your defense got shoved down the field all second half. Yeah, and honestly, if the Packers wanted to, they could have probably ran it up to sixty. It would have been fun, didn't. but we don't care. If it was the Bears, I'd have wanted them to run it up to sixty. But for the Vikings, I mean, it's forty-one just, to forty-one to th- at forty-one to three. I mean, and of course, j- junk time. Uh, junk time Kurt comes in then and Nick Mullins after that and yeah, you know, they get a like couple to, weak touchdowns at the end just to save their stat and, lines and like cost me about $150 cuz they hit the over jerks yeah. what did you say for 40 baloney jobs it could have ended 41 to 6 and i would have been fine <laughs> we got to save our phony baloney jobs here Aaron come on Oh, oh, Kirk Cousins had a 49 rating. Uh, the other great thing on the game is, you know, again, like I've said, if if I've noticed these things, the Packers have a guy who's noticed these things. 31 rushes by players who are not quarterbacks for the Packers and 27 pass attempts. Only 24 by Rodgers because Love threw two for three uh, for nine yards. Rodgers still, I mean, he's got the one touchdown, no picks. 15 of 24, pretty good accuracy, not throwing particularly deep the the couple deep ones he had Watson is wide open running to daylight just they were, nothing they were really, they were really it, forcing those ones weren't they god but he's open they and they just missed him he just was, missed him yeah. twice well and the one and the one hit him right in the face too it was defended well but he was also I think Watson, Watson could have probably come down with that one but he was also wide open on the play they threw to Tunyon because everybody yeah, that was is true. open yeah as I was fully aware, because yet again, that was the guy I held uh, on to to play <laughs> against right. Dan in the fantasy football championship that we had this weekend. And my team fell apart and I got blown out by 60. Yeah. So Rogers got sacked once. It was that just super dumb one. But uh, 95.7 rating, though, uh, on the game. So, again, if we run more than we pass, Rogers actually has a better stat line. He's mm-hmm. He plays better if we run more. And the team plays better, and we score way more points. I think we started to figure this out because it's been a couple weeks in a row now where that has been the game plan because we definitely did the exact opposite against the Vikings the first time we played. And we also did learn, you know, don't play straight zone against this. And actually, I I did hear one great point on this. The game the Packers played is the first time the Vikings had ever run that offense. We had no film on them. Mm -hmm. Everybody has film on the Vikings now. Right, Vikings have lost a couple, and, and of also too, it's it's as if the quarterback uh, didn't show up for any part of the offseason or have any contact with any of his players, <laughs> and they're finally figuring it out around week seventeen. Yeah. However, I will I will let the man in charge, um, Rogers, have his moment. That's oh. one of the things. Uh, Lieber, Lieber, oh sorry, Josh, you get to talk in a second here. John deals with this every week. Um, Lieber was talking about this morning on his interview. He's talking to Rogers after the game. And Rogers made a made a comment to him because I think the D back that he faked out with the pump fake on the touchdown run at the end, which that was the icing, by the way. Yeah, Rogers yeah. with the run in for the That's final awesome score one. and and the big slow title belt move afterwards. Yeah. Oh my god, that was I mean, I he's hateable, but he's he's our hateable guy. At least he cut I his hair. Him. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, he finally got a haircut too. Holly was very, very happy about yeah. that. She, she was like, less oh Hitler like a little bit less but... Hitler like. <laughs> All right, Josh though. Here's here's where we're gonna go with with Josh. Okay. Uh was Jair taunting? Was should that have been a flag, Josh? Nope. You wanna expound on that? Why isn't that a flag? He wasn't looking at him. 
Justin Jefferson's a little crybaby. Yeah, like, he's not looking at him. He's going the other way back towards his own team, does a little dance. Everybody who's like, but he did the gritty. Like, everybody it's does not it. his dance. Everybody's the gritty. He, at least he did it better than Gusecki. That's oh, what he, yeah. If he did a Gusecki gritty. Then they should have flagged him. Then flagged that. because that yeah, I think it would have been funnier if he would have done the Charleston. <laughs> Charleston. There we go. Or do you know, like the the knees back and forth, the little shuffle thing? Yeah, Charleston. Yeah, anything. But that was good because he yeah he did it walking away from him. He gets to celebrate. I mean, he didn't do it in his face. He did it walking the other way. He celebrated right. with a teammate, Russell Douglas, right next to him the whole way. So it's right. like get celebrated. I was worried because it was the first quarter he was doing that, but he held his own. So you, mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah. One catch for Jefferson. Yeah, Revis, right. Revis, Revis used to do that back when he was younger. That's you yeah. know he used to he used to get in people's heads. Who was the other guy that used? Was it Akeem Talib? Well, Akeem Talib was, was a hot. Well, well, and Richard Richard Sherman too, yeah. to, to, for sure. Back in the day, those 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 Seattle quarterbacks would come up and literally punch you in the face. Yep. Maybe get a penalty, maybe not, and then would slowly Play work you down yeah. and get you in your head. And that's what that's what Kermit the Frog mm-hmm. uh, Jair Alexander did with his giant hat. <laughs> The best Hello. cornerbacks chirp. Yeah. I mean, they just do. Yeah, they do. Uh, so do there's bad couple, ones. Like and there's Jalen a couple Ramsey. times where he just blatantly <laughs> got away with a shove in the back at the end of the play, jamming him on the line of scrimmage, stuff like that. And they weren't calling well, it. So Jefferson I mean, got away with hitting a referee with his helmet. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, yeah. That, that got Jair a lot of grace, I'm sure. That was pretty funny. He took off his helmet and swung it and hit a ref. He wasn't trying to. Yeah. Was not there was no intent was, on hitting the ref. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was he was mad. Okay, so a couple of things for the Packers yet. Uh, next week against the Lions, Packers currently favored four and a half is the spread. Uh, ESPN's giving them like a sixty six point five percent chance of winning. I think uh, it's a way rough game. The Lions are better at home. They got a really fast offense. They they do have Jamal Williams who said something about like Rogers talking about him, which Rogers didn't say a word not about him, but the Lions. No. And I was like, he didn't say anything about the Lions except for were tied with the Lions or said last week, well, the other team's also, you know, doesn't have a winning record. And, uh, I mean, that's as much as he went. He was just pointing out that they had the same record or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's not a big deal. But, I mean, either way, Jamal can play in any condition. I mean, that's right. that's fair. He's, he's a good running back. He's not going to fumble. Uh, they have good wide receivers. And, uh, I don't know, they got some ability to do some things there. We'll see what the defense can do. They got a good pass rush. If we're smart, we'll try to find ways to do kind of what we've been doing, which is let's throw some short stuff and then let our playmakers make plays after the play and, uh, you know, go out and use our running game to beat people up in the, the cold weather and everything. So that's well, they have that. They have that one really good defensive end, Hutchinson. Right? Hutchinson that, is great. Yeah. yeah. They're really tortured the Packers the last time they played. And your brother Dan had him on his team this weekend, and he scored like almost 20 <laughs> points. As He's got to pick back. somehow because Justin yeah. Fields is not good Just, at being a quarterback. Yeah. The, the, the Lions are 20. Oh, did you see the one where Justin Fields was rushed by nobody and threw a pick? Yes, the, the Lions dropped eleven. It was amazing. Threw a, threw a pick to a lineman. Yeah, yeah. Um, Detroit is twenty seventh in rush DVOA defense, and they are twenty second in pass DVOA. They are the twenty fifth ranked DVOA defense overall. So th- there's a lot of things to do here, and they should go after the running game. They pound them with the running game and and stay ahead of them that way. That's that's what they should do, and we'll see if they're smart mm-hmm. enough to do it. Their offense is also, jeez. Oh no, that's still defense. Sorry, either way, it, that's that's how you got to get ahead of them. You got to control the game, take them out of their tempo, and and just you know play like this. They, they've got a good offense. Yeah, they're actually sixth in DVOA offense, fifth in both uh, fifth in pass and fifteenth in rush. I mean, that's pretty that's good. good. In, in in the Brenton Musburger school of thought, who was always big on the. He was one of the ones that helped start the uh, giving a forecast for a game before the game started for betting purposes, right? Anyways, revealed that on the Dan Patrick show many times. Oh, yeah. um, so Saturday or Sunday in Green Bay is supposed to be like 28 during the day, but because they moved it to Sunday night, it's going to be more like 20 and mm. no sun, which you guys know that from being in Lambeau when there's no sun yeah. in the wintertime. It gets cold. It can get cold. <laughs> All right. It got cold. Uh, the other thing we wanted to do is we're going to give Josh a chance to give us a couple updates on a couple of people he started to take a look at already. Who are the, some of the, 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 you know, we won't get into full-on draft stuff for a bit here, but a couple of guys to keep eyes on here as we've just gotten through bowl season at least. Um, first, we'll start off with Zach Charbonnet, a running back from UCLA. Formerly Michigan, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Averaging seven yards a carry this year. 
He's looked good, and he has good hands. Um, he's not the fastest guy, but he he does a lot of things well, at least. We, we've kind of talked about that before. I mean, how many players are we going to be like that going forward with the transfer portal? Uh, UCLA, formerly from Michigan, and played for uh, yeah. TCU before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the next we're going to talk about Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Penn State. Dude's crazy long arms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be gone crazy. before we get there, but it'd be great to get him. Yeah. He won't be there at pick 32. That's hope. hope I was going to say, what are you basing these picks on? Are you middling, not making the playoffs uh, picks? Guys to look at. Just guys to look at. Um, I try to do stuff that's that'll be there around. I did twenty two because that was when you know we were projected. So is Joy Porter Jr. the son of Joy Porter? Yes. Yeah. Cornerbacks cannot name their kids like Asante Samuel Jr., Patrick Sertan the second. They can't name their kids. Yeah, Joy Porter though was he was a linebacker, right? Think of the right guy? Okay. Um, hey, Josh, uh, Josh, what college did Gardner Minshew's dad play for? Ooh, ooh, this is good. It's not Washington State. It's where Gardner Minshew played. What? Um. Okay, what let's do an easier question. What's, what's Gardner Minshew the second dad's name? <laughs> it's not even Gardner, is it? It's, it's not. No, it's, not. Like, no, it's like Bill. His dad, yeah, I did that. that. <laughs> um, no, that's this. okay. I'll let you off the hook. Yeah, no, Gardner Minshew the second is... His dad's name is like Bill or something. Right. His dad <laughs> named him the second just because he thought it was good. You know, he's he's, he's from Flowood, Mississippi. Yep. This is such a great tangent. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. That is such a long play for like, it's, yeah. Good. <laughs> My son's going to be in the NFL someday, and then it'll be a funny joke. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I got one more guy. It's Edge Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Um, He's really good at stopping the run, and he's like a developmental pass rusher. Um, but have him, you know, work in with Sean Gary to work on the pass rushing side. And he's not like the most fluid athlete, but he's not like unathletic. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to just I looked this up. His his father's name is Min- Gardner Flint Minshew. He went with the second rather than Junior. It's his father's name. Um, mm. But they went with calling him Minshew the second because they didn't want him to be called Junior or Bubba. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. Best part here though is his grandfather wanted him to be named Beowulf. Oh, that would have been way better. <laughs> I would have been so much better. All right. I've totally ruined you, Josh. You should have been no, Beowulf that's all right. Barnett. I, I, I was listening to Josh the whole time. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Keep it up. Um yeah, I was saying he's he's not the best athlete, but he's he's got he's got some good hand movements and he's he just needs to be a little bit better at pass rusher, but you can work on that. Okay. Guys I liked were um, Charbonnet was one, but uh, Ty J uh, Spears from Tulane. Tulane with the great game today is amazing. And Eric Gray out of Oklahoma are a couple guys I wanted to look at a little bit more as we go on. And also, I don't want Bijan Robinson. No, the first no. Round. I don't please, want any running no, back in the no, first round. No running back is worth drafting in the first round. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on into the Badger Bowl game because the Badgers win their bowl game. The Big Ten continues to have a winning record uh, in their bowl games with Penn State winning, even though Illinois, Michigan, and Ohio State continue to ruin everything for the Big Ten. Uh, that's just how they roll. So the Badgers get they get out early, which was particularly useful because then, then Bobby Ingram decided to just kind of, I don't know, take a nap or something. It it he kind of just stopped. Um, they got out. I mean, they end up winning 24-17, but they were up. Uh, they were up 17-7 at half. They get up 24-7, give up 10 points late. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. They, they, they ran the ball fairly well. They at least, if nothing else, stayed consistent with trying to run the ball. And Chase Wolf looked competent. He looked very competent. He looked like a, a guy who, you know, maybe not Big Ten quarterback, but he looked okay. Uh, 16 of 26 for 116 yards. And, uh, yeah, one touchdown, one pick. The pick was incredibly bad. Um, I know Aaron's been busy with, with family and everything over this period of time, so I'm, I'm going to carry the Badger section here. But, uh, yeah, Chase Wolf. So, so help, but, but let me help me out here. So, Wolf, is, this is a kid that was on the team, or this is a kid that just got here? He's been on the team. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been on the team the whole time. Okay. He is from Cincinnati, Ohio. So now that his coach has come from Cincinnati to here, uh, no, but he's, yeah, he's 
a senior, and he's been on the team. He's been a backup this whole time. He's also said that he's going to come back because he had a good bowl game. I mean, by good bowl game, I mean he had a very nice first half. They kind of, I don't know, they just kind of went in the tank. They just kind of hung out there for the second half and just counted on the defense to save them. This this Oklahoma State team had a couple big plays, and there were some good plays by the defense, but there were also some real head-scratching plays on third-down conversions that you just didn't understand. They Fickle did a lot of the right things. He didn't call anything. He was there to observe. Uh, he let the coordinators continue to run everything. He did not replace them for this game. So Leonard called, and Ingram called, and this was not particularly a great, I guess, application for your next job if you're Bobby Ingram because, I mean, I guess you've got a backup quarterback who had not started a game going out there, but still at the same time, there were a lot of things he could have done that he really seems to just have held back on for the most part. And so it was just, it was not, it was not audacious. It was not interesting. It was a lot of the same and it was uh, cautious, very cautious. And we'll have to say that running game worked all right. Uh, The Badgers were playing without Nick Herbig, who obviously is going to the NFL draft uh, Joe Tipman, the uh, the center for the Badgers line, also left because he's going to the draft. So playing without two of the best players on this team uh, and the former starting quarterbacks. We'll see how that goes going forward. Fickle also did a great thing by allowing uh, when they got up there and they were doing things, he called Jim Leonard up. Jim Leonard's right. been running the team. It's not his time to take the show and to do things. The They asked him some questions at halftime. Fickle gave a very good conference um and and talked about it and they're like well what do you have to do i know you haven't been calling things what do you gotta do to get them to come back out and uh deal with this lead he's like nothing there's nothing you do here uh we don't have to he's like we we keep running this and start over like it's zero zero you don't you know you know you don't have to tell them how to hold a lead you play like you don't have it right Um, but getting leonard up there uh first off it ingratiates him to the current players because they all like leonard and uh it's good for leonard because he gave a lot to this team and did well to kind of step in. He, there's a lot of problems I had with how this back part of the season went because he right. came in and lost to Iowa. He came in and lost to Minnesota. Um, big win was winning at winning at Northwestern and winning at home against I forget who. But I mean, like, it, I don't know. It, it wasn't the most impressive thing. And I guess to be entirely clear and honest on this, I mean, and I love what uh, Jim Leonard was able to do in keeping this defense, but uh, this defense is roughly the same uh, statistically as the defense he inherited the year before. Cause you know, Joe Aranda had this defense and built it from what was not a good defense into a great defense. And Leonard maintained it. He was able to maintain right. that it's, it did not drop off, but he was able to maintain it. He did not get uh-huh. nothing and build something, but he was able to maintain this defense. Um, and I don't know, I mean, seeing him as a head coach is going to be different. Uh, this isn't necessarily the most fair shot he gets because he could not have fired any coordinator or coach. He could not have gotten right. rid of any of the staff because he's an interim. Right. So he didn't get the, you know, you know, if you wanted, but, but you wanted what, the coach, shot for the groceries. This is what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, John, and yeah. uh, and only catching glimpses of the bowl game. Like, th- this is more big picture stuff. Like, we talked about this, like, very rarely does someone get to just walk into a Big Ten coaching job with no head coaching experience. Right. I mean, Luke Fickle had to go through this. Paul Christ had to go through this. Everybody went through this for the Luke most Fickle part. Luke Fickle was brought, an interim at Ohio State and didn't get to stay right. there. Yeah. Right. And you were and you spoke you you brought up one person that maybe didn't have to go through all that and just went to the big show. But I mean, you have to be able to prove that you can build a program and be a, a head coach. Uh, probably at a smaller level and show that mm-hmm. you can do it because it, it when you get to the Big Ten, the SEC, even the Big 12 and what's left of the Pac-10, you know, you, you can't just walk in. You can't just move from the defensive coordinator over because it wasn't your program to start with. Yeah, you might have had a hand in it, but you had a hand in a program that they fired a coach from, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, he, he was kind of dead man walking. The only way he was going to stay with this program was his defensive coordinator, and he's not doing that, and good for him. Um, and, you know, it's just you can't put all your eggs in the basket on a guy who hasn't shown that he can be a head coach at that level. Yeah. And that's not a shot at him. He'll be a head coach again at this level. 
but he's got to go down maybe and not I'm not saying FCS um but you know a lesser conference take a shot at being a head coach go from there and yeah, yeah. this isn't the last we'll see of Jim Leonard not maybe not at Wisconsin but he'll be back around somewhere well the talk is still it would be really cool if if he could come to Green Bay because he did not get the job in Illinois. They did hire another former Badger because Bielema has been hiring former Badger players onto his coaching staff, but it was not uh, it was not Jim Leonard. So, uh, and I, I think I said Joe Aranda earlier. It's Dave Aranda, uh, who's the head coach at Baylor now, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was the one everyone was worried about because that defense coordinator left and is the head coach. He's at Purdue now, I think, right? And now – there, there's that opening there nearby, and he, he's, he didn't get it. So, you know, you'll see what other jobs open up, either D.C. Or, or, you know, like you said, a Mac coach, coach in the Mac or coach in something else like that because, uh, you know, there's things like that that can, can work for you, but it's I, – I, I think he does we, have head coaching chops. Like, he I do does. Yep. And I think he should take a chance and go somewhere else. I mean, it's not a demotion. I mean, to go to a lesser level to be a head coach. Like the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> or the Big 12, which Aranda went from Wisconsin to LSU, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, to head coach Baylor. You know, you can do this. I the, mean, whack, the, the whack is still around, right? No, not for football. I don't, oh, I don't know okay. if they're around at all, actually, but they're, they're not there for football anymore. God, yeah. that used to be a fun conference, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, but yeah, that's all we've got for the Badgers for this year. We'll see how recruiting continues to go as uh, the season progress or the off season progresses. And uh, yeah, well, Luke Luke Fickles, he's not disappointing so far. He's no. killing them. Yeah. I, I think we have about twenty quarterbacks now. I've seen from Twitter. <laughs> well, it looks well, like we got the we got the kid from SMU now too, right? Yeah, Mordecai. There he, so he's going to be coming in. He, I think he's only got the one year of eligibility left. So they say probably one year of him. Nick Evers the next two years, and then Metower uh, over coming in after that. Uh, so that's like the next five years of Badgers quarterbacks uh, coming in right in that row, and that that could be good. I mean, that's several it's guys. It's a good start. Good. It's better than what the Brewers are currently doing. See how they they can develop them and see how they you know grow and what they can do with them. Uh, moving on to some other people and seeing how this goes, uh, <laughs> it has not been a good stretch for the Bucks, um, and this is. We talked about like the Celtics one. That was a big one for the Celtics at home Christmas Day. That's a buzzsaw. You know, you are running into a buzzsaw on that. But going and losing to the Bulls in overtime is a rough one to look at. And then they do get the the win over the Timberwolves, which is, you know, you got to beat the Timberwolves. <laughs> losing to the Wizards guys? though. The that Bulls- one, yeah. No, I watched the Bucks one or the Bulls one in its entirety, and that was, I mean, that's that's a rivalry game now that hasn't existed bulls versus grayson allen no uh, yeah well just the bulls yeah bulls bulls bucks is more of a, a rivalry game that it has been since frank burkowski played for the um nice bucks back in the 80s oh, frank um it's the, the bulls really showed up for that game and nobody um, shot very well in this game it's terrible no, Giannis took I mean, 39 I, shots 39 shots to get 45 points it was it was not a good game. I uh, I didn't catch the Wizards game because uh, John, I'm gonna finally have to break down and get Bally's. It's killing me. It's yeah, just that's what I did. Me. Yeah, I had to do it because I was like, I I need to see these games. I'm not missing an entire Bucks season. That's just not going to happen. Or the watching the Brewers as much as I can and being able to do it on my phone is kind of nice. But I, I do hate having Bally's not be able to just be on you know YouTube TV, which will now have you know the Sunday ticket next year. Well, and the thing is, too, is like I tried getting NBA League Pass, but I get blacked out from those games because I'm so close to Milwaukee. Oh, so okay, I, yeah. I can't. Like, it's every, there's yep. no way around it. I either have to get Charter or I have to get Bally's. Yeah, like, you can't get it League only... Pass here either. Now, I mean, it, it, which, is, which is embarrassing. Like, you should be able to, like, I understand there's, you know, driving people to get tickets. That's one of the oldest things in the book. But, like, some of the major. This this kills me too. Is like so. Chicago has NBC Sports. Washington has NBC Sports. You know, all the big major markets Mm -hmm. have ways that people can watch on air their local teams. Yeah, but the small markets don't. Right, and they're stuck with these regional what used to be Fox Sports networks, and now it's you know now it's Bally's, 
And it's just, it's, it's wildly frustrating. Like I'm down to mm-hmm. two options. Either I have to get Bally's sports app or I have to get charter. Yeah. And it's just, it's maddening. Like, yeah. Bucks also, I mean, they rested people in this, this game against uh, the wizards. Cause it's, you know, John Carter, Lopez, Portis, Connington and Allen starting five. Right. So, I mean, that's, kind of small for their average starting five um and you know it gives up a lot there and it takes away our, our three i mean none of the big three played in that this was a rest game still though i mean this is it's not i don't know i mean maybe good. maybe we just have to go back to our mantra that we had last year like let's just wait until february and yeah i'm not worried yet i'm not worried yet i don't think you are yeah. either i just no not at not all good. It, it, I mean, Chris Middleton has been non. He hasn't been playing. Not I shouldn't say right. non-existent. He just hasn't been playing. Right. Um, you know, and it's just, yeah, you can tell that they're 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 doing kind of the same thing that they did last year. And it's it's last year was a little bit easier because they're coming off a championship and mm-hmm. you're a little bit less itchy. Like you're like you know like God, ah, don't worry about it. They'll they'll get it together. And then. Yeah. Um, but and then this year you're, you're just getting a little itchy because you don't have that championship that fresh in your head, you know? So, but <laughs> I mean, they've played good in big games against big teams, but yeah, just dropping one to the wizards, man, that's, that's rough. You know, like you one. said, like they started nobody, everyone was resting, but you know, again, let's just wait till February. What, what matters more see. is losing to the bulls. I think that's the right. one that's like, I mean, Giannis is in that game. They just don't shoot anything. Just only Giannis shoot, and Porter the only two get in, into double digits. They they didn't shoot worth a they didn't shoot worth crap, and the Bulls really came out like the Bulls were playing the best that they can play. Yeah, you know, like the the Bulls the Bulls were really good that night. I mean, they they gave up a huge lead. That's a little disconcerting, or not a huge lead, but I think a fifteen point lead. That's a little bit disconcerting to lose in overtime like that, but the Bulls were playing about as best they could. That 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 was optimal Bulls right there. Yeah. Uh, in other basketball news, uh, Marquette bounced back nicely from the, uh, the the rough one with Providence. They finally got into the top twenty-five where they belong. We talked about that last week with Josh. Seton Hall come back. Uh, Marquette beat Seton Hall this week. Uh, great game with Villanova. Got down early. Uh, they, they were down in the first half there and uh, bounced right back to to find a way to, to win this game. And it was tight. Down the stretch, was this was an exciting game to watch. They have been, it looks like, just I, I double-checked the box score to check on times, but it feels like they ran shorter. But they did. They ran a much shorter bench than they normally do. Um, they're only getting uh, 17 points off the bench. They win 68-66. They only go four deep on the bench here. And that's with Joplin, uh, who who always comes in. He gets 19 minutes, only three minutes from Gold and three minutes from Jones, and then Ross gives him a 13. But big minutes. Um, Cam Jones, Omax Prosper, um, Igodaro, uh, Mitchell, and Kotek. Mitchell actually fouled out on a on a give me foul. Villanova gets down and across the court. Uh, his first year of their new head coach. Uh, they get across the court. It's a two point game. They had a free throw they missed it could have made it just kind of basically sealed it uh missed the front end and then they go back down the floor call the timeout um marquette used they still had only fouled four times i think at that point so they used up their fouls to make villanova have to make a good shot and uh not give up anything easy and uh just waste time as much as they could and make them inbound it three or four times and non-shooting fouls and uh yeah mitchell fouls out there when it's entirely possible they're going to overtime, I mean, I guess your bench is fairly clean at that point because nobody's been playing it much, but it was weird. It was it was kind of off-brand uh, recently for uh, Shaka Smart to be doing something like this and really, really counting on, on a lot of those big names. Uh, Igudar played great. Um, he was killing in the middle of that, that uh, defense. Uh, he cleans up a lot, saves up a lot. Uh, I, like I said... Villanova, not quite the team they've been. They're 7-7 seven and seven now. Marquette still looks good. Uh, getting that win in, you know, at, in Villanova's uh, arena there, that was a big win. I think that that's great. I still think they should be ranked top 25 because I, I think they're that good. 
Um, Badgers get a win less meaningful because you know Marquette's in conference. And by the way, winning in conference should matter more than beating Wisconsin. But the uh, the Badgers get a 10-point win over Western Michigan uh, at the Kohl Center. Uh, it was close. It was a two-point game at half. Badgers then kind of jumped out a little bit and just kind of maintained through second half. Stephen Crawl finally having a, a big game, having the opportunity to really force his will by being just you know, a giant on the field, you know, on the court, uh, being just the biggest guy and kind of bullying his way around. Uh, 25 points for him was fantastic. I think, I guess I think that that's a season high. He has... He has been all right. Um, he's been less consistent than I would like to see, but he's 9 of 13 in this game, 25 points. Uh, Wall and Hepburn each get double digits. Badgers went way deeper on their bench in this game than Marquette did in theirs. I mean, they're going uh, eight deep on the bench here. Uh, McGee getting uh, a little bit of playing time. Seijing getting 23 minutes. Love watching him. Uh, two for six. Every single shot was a three-pointer, <laughs> which is fine. He should be doing that, so that's good. Uh, so Badgers continue to win. They're now the 15th ranked team in the country. They'll, um, well, they still got Grambling showing up. That was canceled. I don't think they're going to reschedule. Badgers will now start getting back into the uh, back into the Big Ten schedule. Finally, they got the two wins uh, when they beat Iowa and they had beaten uh, Maryland. Those are two two big games. Uh, and then Iowa did the the first team ever to be favored by 30 or more and then lose. And that, 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 I don't know, it made me laugh a little bit. Uh, I thought that was strange. So, uh, but I don't know, it, maybe it hurts the Badgers overall ranking against uh, that team, but I love beating Iowa. So it'll be Minnesota, Illinois, Michigan State coming up. Those are three good games. Um, Badgers should be favored in all of those. Michigan State's a good team, though. It's going to be hard. I'm sorry, I missed Badgers actually rank 14th right now. Uh, they will be playing Minnesota at home on the 3rd, so tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to us tomorrow what after we've recorded. Uh, but, yeah, that should be interesting going forward. Uh, anything else you had to say before we try to just wrap up this show this week, Aaron? Uh, no, not much. I'm just trying to keep up while yeah. you're talking there. Just <laughs> trying to keep up with the thing we talked about at the top of the show and it um, disturbing. It's disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, was going through. We'll we'll cover up some more of the stuff this next week. We didn't have as a lot of other things. Uh, Wisconsin wrestling was at a uh, meet in uh, Chicago. It was hosted by Northwestern. Wisconsin and Northwestern finished the the top two teams. Eric Barnett ended w- up winning his uh, at one twenty five. They put three different Badgers into the finals. It was a meet style tournament and. Uh, Badgers looking very good, uh, doing very well. Most of them uh, placing fairly high on the podium. Getting a couple big wins there was was nice for Badger Wrestling. They should continue to be, uh, you know, top twelve program, top ten program for for a bit here because there were some good teams in that tournament. But uh, not a whole lot else we want to get to right now. Uh, we've kind of taken up a lot of time going through a lot of these other things. Uh, we'll catch everybody else up on uh, hockey and other things next week. Uh, just don't want to go too much longer. But yeah, been another interesting week of Wisconsin sports. Two big uh, football wins uh, in the state, and that kind of helps drive everything along, right, Aaron? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and uh, again, um, I, I couldn't have been happier with yesterday's result of that game yeah. with the Packers. I was uh, the the Flatham House was alive yesterday. Lots of uh, <laughs> cheering and laughing and laughing. <laughs> it was great. It's it was fun. I, I can't wait for next week against Detroit should be it'll be fun it'll be fun you know I we'll take it we'll take it with a grain of salt uh, I'm not going to sit here and preach that the the Packers are going to win and get in but uh it's it's been fun and at least the Packers made uh made something out of the end of this year so because yeah. it could have went it could have went south real quick and instead um they they managed to stay relevant and uh and watching Vikings fans cry and uh, come up with excuses and fill out their bingo cards uh has been absolutely wonderful so and uh god god bless you john and happy new year's man happy new year's to you buddy all right happy new year's to all of you out there hope you had a a wonderful safe time hope you have a a great year ahead of you or years and years ahead of you um remember again to follow us on twitter the show at scotty johnny pod me at not so humble host and aaron at cheddar talk and remember whether you are on the town or on the go it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.